find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and left behind the baller. Yo, what up, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Baller. I might be Ben Humble soon with this quarantine shit, but I, but I doubt it. I doubt it. But I am the Kareem Lee Neeson of this podcast game. And I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a podcast, I can tell you this. I don't have money, but what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Now, if you subscribe to my podcast, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. This is episode 66, man. Let's fucking go. Um, shit, man. You know what? People always disappoint me. All right? It's expected. And nobody these days wants anyone to tell them what to do. Right? And I'm the epitome of that description. Literally. If you tell me what to do, I will become enraged. All right? Like... Not even on some, this is America shit and, you know, it's a free country. I'm just pre-programmed for, like, I'm pre-programmed to feel like, listen, I do what the fuck I want, all right? So when I tell you that I'm staying at home to do my part, okay, it's a goddamn fucking shame to see so many people out there, especially in New York and L.A., walking around parks, at the beach, on the pier, having fucking little house parties and shit. Like, they're just, they think it's a joke. Now, what's really fucking stupid is that people out there still think this is like a flu, you know, and it's, it's not a big deal. Like, fuck it, we'll just get it, you know? And I guarantee in three more weeks, it won't be a joke to you guys, all right? Now, I told you, listen, this is episode 66, so... We did an emergency podcast that made it 65. So I said, let's see where we are on Thursday. I think on Thursday, it's going to be some different shit that's going to happen, right? I think even before that. But I'm talking about like everyone, I think everyone is going to be in a just, I just see people, man. They're just not taking it fucking serious. And I can tell, all right, in three weeks, it's going to be some shit, all right? The U.S., Treasury Secretary states that now this lockdown quarantine will last 12 weeks. Okay, check this out, man. Most people, as I've said before, won't even be able to last two to three weeks without a check, right? Without some money. In 12 weeks, most millionaires are going to be hurting, all right? So this is really a fucking nightmare. And, uh, Listen, man, I'm totally just off the top of my head. I got love for that dude, Casanova 2X, the rapper, right? I mean, I know he's a real G. He's a real gangster. He's a real thug, right? But he said some contradicting things in the past, right? And I listen, I've never done a bid before. Longest I've ever spent in jail was 42 hours. But like people in my family, close friends who I really know, know, right? Like I know how these people are built, ones I'm talking about, right? I've heard it all. Totally different from, you know, someone who tries to describe them taking drugs before and never ever did a drug before. You know, I hate people who do that shit. I'd be like, oh man, I heard a, you know, when you do ecstasy, it's different every time. And it's, motherfucker, have you tried it before? Then don't tell me. So I understand where some motherfuckers be like, yo, you ever done three years before, five years here and there? And where am I going with this? Casanova 2X, the rapper, He told his worst enemies that he doesn't wish jail upon them. He said he don't wish jail upon any man ever. He would never wish jail upon any man, even if someone killed a family member. He says death is worse than jail. 
No, fuck you, bro. All right? No, it ain't. Okay? You need to watch the Count of Monte motherfucking Cristo, okay? Watch the Count of Monte Cristo. Watch Stir Crazy. Watch Shawshank Redemption. You know, side note, hold on. My boy Tony Koo in Orlando, Florida, he tagged me in some posts saying he's watching Shawshank Redemption. He's like, man, this shit is so slow and so boring. And off that right there, off just that little bit right there, and be like, oh, you bullshit. I'm being dead ass serious. Off that right there. It's not so much that exact movie. It's just the whole energy and attitude. He will never be able to grow his brand into something huge. That's the truth. He's damn near capping himself. He's putting a, a ceiling on it, right? That right there is enough for me to know how much his mind capacity has been limited, all right? When I was his age, I had big homies giving me guidance, you know what I'm saying, and all kinds of shit. They led me to things outside my normal mindset, you know? Um, it gave me such a broader vision, right? And it expanded my culture. Now, back to Casanova. He's making videos in the streets, in the hood, with 20 dudes talking about, yo, we all positive. We all tested positive for this corona shit. Fuck a corona. Yeah. Uh, fuck corona until your grandma or your mom dies. And you don't think it's going to happen to you, like I said, man, until shit really does, right? People don't realize now more than ever, it, it ain't going to be a rumor or ducktails. You know what I'm saying? You keep doing this stupid ass shit and just being outside and doing whatever and just, you know, you want to walk your dog and do it. And I get it. Look at man. Even some of my friends with logic They're like, okay, if they do a real For real, you know, like a Not necessarily martial law But like a Stafford Act type thing Like no outside period How will people eat? Listen, people have been giving you fucking warnings forever They've been they've been given warnings They said the National Guard is here To feed, you know, and, and, and hand off food Yeah, that's for the people who When they lock motherfuckers in If they ain't got no food They're gonna come and deliver it Alright? The National Guard is legitimately in and all over California. They're all over New York State. They're all over Washington State. The National Guard is here to enforce the lockdown, right? I mean, yeah, they might be handing out food like Trump said, but they're going to be handing out food because motherfuckers will be locked down and grocery stores won't be open. Pharmacies won't be open. The only thing that'll be open will be fucking hospitals, all right? Urgent care, maybe, all right? And, um, maybe primary care physicians and things like that, right? Any kind of non-fucking surgical shit is just, they've already said, don't even, you know, schedule that shit for another time, you know, like next year, okay? You know, the trash men, they'll be working. Other than that, like, they're gonna be here to make sure that motherfuckers don't loot, you know, they don't riot. And when they lock us down, because all you dumb motherfuckers can't stay inside, Please believe this will be something none of us have ever seen before. All right. All right. We've never seen that before where people are locked in. In USA, your freedom, that's it. Your, your rap, that's it. In America, right? To the stupid dumb fucks who still think this shit is a joke. All right. And oh no, this can't happen to the economy. You know, how would they do a lockdown? Look, man, our economy is officially on its way down. There's no positive way to look at it. We're doomed, all right? We're about to sink to levels we have never been before. You got to brace your fucking selves, all right? This will affect the world's economy, not just the USA, okay? If you can, hold on with both hands for fucking dear life. Does it sound scary? Okay, well, there isn't really a nice way to say this. The other option is to dance around it, you know, um, ignore it. And then let yourself get sucker punched in the jaw by a 1987 Mike Tyson uppercut. No. All right. I'd rather give it to you raw right now. Bank of America has officially declared that we are officially in a recession. And the craziest part is that we haven't even began the real fuck shit. All right. Like the real bad part ain't even started yet. Um, I spoke to my, my business advisor, you know, my CPA. And I won't lie, I ain't gonna show no shame. I'm gonna defer my mortgage payments, you know, for a couple of months and uh, get a little head start on this this craziness, you know. And, um, you know, people, uh, they're kind of like, hey man, be careful, you know, um, when Hurricane Katrina and when the hurricanes in Florida happened, you know, um, if you missed repayments, they, 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 you know, there's a glitch in the computer, they could put you in foreclosure. Now, I'm aware of that, 
and, and, and I get that because I never missed a mortgage payment in my entire life, right? Anything. Um, but right now, all the banks are offering assistance. I've been looking, I've been paying attention. In fact, my bank, had, where my mortgage is at, they sent me an email. And uh, the email said, you know, if you need help with the payments, whatever it may be, you know, I mean, people right now have no income because shit shut down, right? Unless you're, you know, an essential person, you have a restaurant, you whatever, but even restaurants are doing terrible, even with the takeout. It's like no one's killing it. Only place that's really killing it and maybe gun shops, okay, and grocery stores. So like most banks know what the fuck is going on. Not in one state. They know what's going on in every fucking state, all right? And um, I think all banks are aligned. So I think, you know, if you need, you know, you need some, some help paying your mortgage, you know, what's going to happen is, Again, they defer your payments, right? So like if you miss two or three months and let's say you owe 300 something payments, they'll add three payments to the end of your mortgage. You know what I'm saying? You do that. I mean, it's better than fucking dealing with this shit right now, right? Because, you know, for someone like me or someone, I don't want, you got like a $25,000 mortgage, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, right? Especially when you got really no income coming in. And, you know, I own a luxury business. I said this before already, you know, this ain't something that, you know, is a necessity. So, you know, I've obviously been saving and everything, right? But I'm going to apply for an SBA loan, you know, and that's a, it's a small business loan. You should look into it if you can, depending on what your tax returns are and what they look like last year. I'm personally going to apply for like a $300,000 cash loan, right? And this SBA thing that's set up by the government, it's, uh, it's $400 for every $100,000 you borrow. You know what I'm saying? So for $300,000, it's $1,200 a month over 30 years, which ain't shit. I mean, to me, it's really, you know, not much at all. And that will give me some oxygen while I still got to pay my employees and hold down my family. You know, um, I feed 18 mouths. So um, I'm not going to be using any cash. I'm going to use my fucking checking account and my, my, and my bank accounts as very little as possible, you know, um, not going to fuck with any assets at the moment. Uh, in fact, you know, the Fed rates are down. So I'm going to take advantage of my credit cards for the time being. And even if this shit goes from 12 weeks to 12 months, like no joke, if all hell was to break loose, you know, fuck it. You know, fuck my credit. And I, and I said many times, you know, how important credit is, but I can fix that shit later. And the reason why it's so important, why credit is so important, it's for major emergency situations like this, okay? And again, I'd be using the credit cards for more oxygen. And again, this is something that no one's ever seen. They say every 10 years, you know, some, but I mean, really, for you to save up for 10 years and get your credit right, you know, you can do that. And, and so you have some backup plans, right? And I've been low-key preparing for a day like this. And to be honest, I don't think I'm fully ready. I don't think anybody is right, but I'm going to fight and figure shit out because I'm a hustler and I'm a survivor. And, you know, with the motivation of, of my wife and my children to provide for, you know, I won't allow myself to take a super L, you know, I know most people don't have a choice, but I ain't like most people, you know, I'm going to hold out as long as possible and I'll hold my breath for two hours if I have to. And I know that's not physically possible, but just because it's not possible don't mean we can't make it happen. It just, I know that sounds crazy, right? But my mind just won't allow me to lose, all right? And let me tell you guys, for those of you who can hold out and fight this off with every possible weapon you have in your arsenal, every weapon you have in your body, you will reap the benefits times a million because you will have cut the competition out in your field whatever the fuck you do, all right? Right now is a good time for you to learn how to barter. You know, I've mastered the barter game a long time ago. My mom taught it to me. And um, look, man, I see motherfuckers trading toilet paper for sanitizer, um, trading meals for toilet paper, whatever. I mean, listen, learn how to barter, all right? Look, all seriousness, and I've been serious this whole time. We're at near 40,000 infections with over 500 deaths in the USA alone, all right? And meanwhile, you know, <laughs> I have zero clue. I don't even have a fucking idea how the major news outlets and media have accepted. I don't know how they've even, even tried to even push 
the narrative that Italy has more deaths than China does? Do you know how fucking stupid that sounds again? You know, you know how stupid that is? Okay, let me reiterate from past episodes. Okay, yes, China was able to build portable hospitals. They were able to quarantine 750 million people legit. Okay, and I mean they locked these people in their buildings. Like if a fire were to happen, most of these people would have died because they couldn't get out. All right. Okay. Look, it. it's not possible by science with just basic logic that saying that Italy has more deaths than China does off the COVID-19 would be like me telling you people that I could dunk a basketball. At my age right now, I could dunk a basketball on a 20-foot tall rim. All right. So I get I can't tell you. I'm not into conspiracies at all. It's not my thing, all right? My business partner, he owns a few hospitals in China. I've said this before. He's told me direct from the front lines. There are sick people who have been kicked out of the hospitals in Wuhan just to get that narrative going, all right? Just to seem like shit's back to business and everything's in order, everything's cool, and it's not, all right? Even if my mom or someone who believes it's okay to walk outside in Hubei district today, right, in China, and go into an Apple store, I would fucking never, all right? There is no cure right now. There's no legit vaccine, all right? Even the director of fucking national security, of the director of national intelligence, I'm sorry, the O-D-N-I, all right? Even they, or he estimates that at least 250,000 people are dead from COVID-19 in China. It's no fake news. If I make a mistake, I would correct it immediately, right? And so people are like, oh, you know, I misunderstood Eric Garcetti saying that, that we're going into a mandatory stay-at-home lockdown. Um, but he said, you can go outside and exercise, no more than 10 people, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear the bitch say that. That said it before that, right? I'm telling you straight up what I had heard from him say. And I corrected it, boom, went on it immediately. Look, if 250,000 people have died, if even 100,000 people have died in China, all right, which I believe, okay, that means that millions of Chinese people have been infected, okay? And if you do the simple math again, they quarantined 750 million Chinese people, all right? And remember, they got to this virus a little late, not as late as we did, but Lunar New Year happened and they extended Lunar New Year by like a week or two, okay? Five million people left the area by the time they knew this shit was bad, all right? Like, you don't understand how fucking contagious this shit is, right? So if 1% of 750 million people got infected, what's that number? 7.5 million, right? All right, I'm sorry. It's worse than any of you think it is, okay? And the best part about this shit now is the dumbass spring breakers in Florida, those ones that were talking shit on the news, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck if I get it, blah, blah, whatever. Yes, those dipshits. A whole bunch of those motherfuckers got infected this weekend. A bunch of those young, dumb spring breakers tested positive, all right? Half the infections in New York are young people. And yeah, I predict there'll be more deaths among young people under the age 40, all right? And sorry, listen, 30s is still young as fuck, okay? My boy, who's 38 years old, his lungs seized, all right? He told me he couldn't smell, couldn't breathe. And honestly, I haven't talked to him in four days. I hope he's going to make it. But honestly, I, I don't know because he was like, yo, I feel like I'm going to die, you know? And look, I currently know nine people right now who got the COVID-19, right? Kevin Durant hit me this weekend and uh, he was asking me questions about my friends and well, you know how they're feeling like and everything else. But he told me he feels cool. He told me, he's like, yo, I'm okay, I'm good, right? But he's on quarantine. And uh, obviously for those of you who listened to my emer first ever emergency podcast, that you guys would know that my friend Rich got it. And not only did he feel like shit, and he doesn't feel great now, right? He's able to talk. But not only did he feel like shit and was he in pain and that he had physical pain, all right? Remember, this is another 38-year-old man who was in excellent shape physically. He, he jogged, did all this, exercised. You know, of course, he said he's prone to get bronchitis. But I'm talking about, for the real part, this dude is, you know, 
there's no other issues. If he gets sick, it, it has to be really sick. And he, he was fucked up, right? But not only did he have physical pain, his mental health took him to a real dark place. Because people are like, yo, fuck, what if I die? This shit's crazy, right? And I know I'm not the only person who goes to bed at night and have like a little scratch in their throat. And uh, I've woken up a couple times with a dry throat. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, do I have it? And then later, you feel like, you know, you realize you don't have it, right? And you're fucking relieved. But this shit is no joke, man. Um, yes, people, wash your hands, disinfect your home. If you one of the idiots or the COVID idiots, right? That's what they call it, COVID idiots. Um, if you're one of the COVID idiots who doesn't work an essential job, right? And you're out and about in the streets, at least disinfect everything, right? Disinfect your steering wheel if you're driving. Disinfect the fucking seat you're sitting on. Disinfect the door handles. Don't shake anyone's hand. Wear gloves, okay? If you touch something dirty, all right, you sanitize it for your hands. Even if you're wearing plastic gloves, you sanitize on the gloves, all right? Then again, after that, if you touch something foreign again, like cash, sanitize again. It's gonna become tedious. It's gonna become a bitch to do. But if you don't want to do that type of shit and fucking sanitize 10, 15 fucking times a day, then stay your ass home. You working an extra week isn't going to help you out in the semi-short run, all right? Let alone the long run. If you, listen, man, I got family members who are like, listen, how am I going to pay bills? No shit. How's anyone else going to do it, right? What's more important? Your health, though. Especially for the people who I know who have compromised, you know, health conditions, don't risk that shit. We'll figure this shit out. We're going to have to somehow. Or yes, again, all shit's going to break loose. And that's why motherfuckers are so scared and they're buying guns and they're fucking paranoid and, and they got a lot of reasons to be, all right? But this is where, you know, things get really fucking crazy, right? You don't go outside and go skateboarding or go too hard on the exercise and shit and everything, right? Because if you break your leg or you hurt yourself kind of bad or if you actually get sick, right? Like really sick, you probably won't even better go to the hospital because they don't have the space for you, all right? And now for the really bad news, depending on what city you're in, there aren't enough ventilators in the country for everyone who gets sick off COVID-19, all right? There's not even half of enough ventilators, all right? So what does that mean? More people are going to die from not having the proper health care. That's the truth, all right? So... With that said, that'll change the graphs, all right? That'll change the statistics, you know? And uh, we're going to end up doing like Italy does, all right? And what they're doing. They're making a decision, and they're choosing the young people over the old. And that's why the 80-year-old, 70-year-old, and the older, they're, they're dying, and they're letting them die. I mean, if you're over 70, you're over 80, and, you know, you're kind of, and you're sick, it's like, you can't hold out. You know, the chances of you living without proper help is just not good. And it sucks, right? But that's what's going to have to happen because we are beyond getting our ass kicked. Our ass is kicked off this shit. And the hospitals don't have enough space, even with the portable shit and everything else. Again, let me read. There's not enough ventilators. Okay? And real quick, man. Some guy had messaged the page and said he sent me a box of uh, N95 masks. Listen, bro, chill, doc. If you did, great for you, man. But the box I got, you didn't send that. Um, I found out that that came from Korea and it came from a fan in Korea and um, God bless you. And people are like, yo, you gotta donate the masks. Listen, man, stop telling people what to fucking do. If I had fucking, you know, a big ass box, a 60 or 100, 200, yeah, it'd be a different story, right? If and when I do need to leave the house, I do need to have them because... I do know how to use them. Do you know how to properly? Man, shut the fuck up. You're talking about, I'm not a doctor, motherfucker. I've been studying this shit since January, talking to the best fucking people in the world. And there's a ton of doctors who still don't know what the fuck is going on. And I know exactly how to fucking properly wear an N95 mask. If it's too small for me, yeah, it's not going to work. But it worked for my son, all right, who has respiratory illness. Okay, so stop with the donation shit. When I have ones to donate, or I can obviously point hospitals in the right direction, even if it's a private sector. Yeah, I, I got you. But for the 10 masks that would last, you know, a week or less for my family, I'm going to protect my kids. 
because it does work. People are like, you know, the stupidity behind the, oh no, masks, you know, you don't need them if you're perfectly healthy. Listen, you stupid idiots. My boy Rich got this shit from inhaling it in a fucking coffee shop. Do you know how fucking stupid some of you guys sound? Do you understand if he was wearing a mask and he had glasses on, it wouldn't have hit him? Does that not make sense to you? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, hospital people's lives aren't important. They're super important. Is my life more important? I'm sorry to tell you this. It is. Sorry. I got a lot of people to feed. A lot of people depend on me. Anyways, a lot of people high up in the government offices have said, at this point, everyone's just going to get COVID-19. And I say, bullshit, all right? If I got to buy my son a hyperbolic chamber, I will. And as much as I worry about my son's health, I have to also worry about my other kids and my family's future, all right? Meaning, what the fuck is really going to happen to our economy, okay? $1,000 ain't going to help us. I'm sorry. And, and I'm not grateful enough. I'm just being realistic, all right? To the poverty-stricken families, yeah, it, it might help a little bit, but it's not going to help that much, right? I don't know how, how long. When you're talking about, you know, eight months, 10 months, 12 months, fucking 18 months for the economy to get back to normal, who fucking knows, right? There is no vaccine, like a real fucking vaccine that works. I know there's a couple of drugs out there. I forgot how to pronounce them and everything else. I got to prescribe some of them. Listen, man. I know everything helps and, and whatever, and I'm not trying to be negative, trying to be positive as much as I can. But look, there's no vaccine, all right? And if you don't pay taxes, you won't get a $1,000 fucking check from the government, okay? And I haven't even begun to talk about the homeless, all right? And homeless people in general have an insanely strong immune system, right? From being on the street, all the shit they got to deal with, you know, all just... The, just they build a strong immune system. They just have fucking all kinds of nasty shit that's on the street. And like, this is a whole different type of virus. Th this shit, no one's ever seen nothing like this before. All right? It, it's so sophisticated. It's so fucking modern. You know, it's novel again. It, 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 these people on the streets, or living on the streets, if that shit hits them, it's going to spread like wildfire. All right? I honestly have no fucking idea how the fuck... It, there hasn't been an insane massive outbreak unless they're just not reporting it to us um, in Rikers Island because Rikers Island uh, inmate or CO tested positive. I'm pretty sure it was an inmate. They got it from a CO. Who fucking knows? I know it's bad. All right. I spoke to my cousin yesterday. He's kind of worried about it. He's obviously in the Fed jail in Chinatown, New York. Um, he knows how serious it is because I, you know, I talk to him every few days. But Harvey Weinstein got it in Rikers. Um, and sorry, not sorry, that karma hit him uh, different, you know, fucking hard, right? Like, I almost feel bad, but nah, man, he was that much of a piece of shit, okay? And I wonder how this is going to pan out for him because the quality of his health right now is shit. At the exact moment, his quality, his, his health is fucked up. So, you know, it's likely that he might die from COVID-19. And imagine... This fucking cocksucker avoided every, like all the, he avoided HIV, all the other fucking bad STDs and everything else from all the women that he raped, but a cough or a handshake could be the thing that kills him. Man. All right. Look, that's a lot of negativity for some of you, but listen, um, it's not negative if you're telling the truth. All right. And with that said, Miles, please lighten up the mood. And inspire the people with a beat by Lakey. All right. Um, when we come back, we're going to get into some fan questions. And this week, we got a lot of fucking questions, man. So, yo, Miles, hit me with that Lakey Lake. Yo, what up, BBP Army? I want to introduce you to our new sponsor, Acre Gold, the new subscription platform for gold. Given a lot of uncertainty with the markets lately, I wanted to make you aware of something really timely. Acre lets you make small monthly payments and then sends gold straight to your doorstep every few months. Here are the benefits of Acre Gold. It's affordable. You don't have to pay out of your pocket all at once. It's convenient. Just set up the subscription 
and forget it. Physical gold bars mailed to your doorstep. Acre branded gold of the highest quality, designed in California and minted in Switzerland. Safe and simple, with gorgeous packaging and excellent customer service. Like I've told you before, gold typically goes up in value when the markets get hit. And here's how Acre works. Subscribe for just $50 a month. Don't break the bank. Start buying gold for just $50 per month. And now there's even a $30 per month option. Watch your gold grow. Acre will keep you updated on your gold stash as you make progress. Gold is shipped to your door. Once your gold stash reaches the price of a 2.5 gram Acre gold bar, they will discreetly ship your gold. You're in control. You can easily cancel or modify your plan to suit your needs at any time. Find out more by going to getacregold.com backslash baller. Make sure you go to that URL because Acre is giving away a gold bar for the month of March. If you tweet why, you should be the recipient and mention at get underscore Acre. Acre is the sponsor of this Behind the Baller podcast episode. Getacregold.com backslash baller. All right, y'all. So this is the part of the show on the weekend wrap up where I um, answer fan questions. And there is a lot of motherfucking questions. I'm looking at them right now. Goddamn. Let's get right into these motherfuckers. Uh, Chuck Fox writes, driving question. How do you manage to drive 150 plus miles per hour without getting caught by the cops? Do you use apps like Waze or do you have a radar detector? Do you have any points on your license? Um, how do I manage? I just do it. I know it sounds reckless as fuck, but I do. Um, I get that eagle eye. I get that tunnel vision. And there's a lot of us doing it, right? So the odds are, you know, if we out there fucking smashing and it's fucking eight, 10, 12 of us, uh, the odds of me getting caught are, are less, right? Like I said, I've had radar detectors. It's just too much of a pain in the ass. And I, I should start utilizing it a little bit more, but nah. Um, do I have any points on my record? No, I do not have points. I told you I have a great attorney. But to be honest with you, I've been very blessed. I've had uh, two points in the last 20 years, maybe. It's crazy, right? Toke from the H writes, is buying a Tiffany engagement ring worth it? I bought a 1.26 VS2 eye color for 20 bands. My girl wanted it, so I don't mind paying it, but I wanted your opinion. Listen, man, if she's happy with it, that's cool. Do you really want my opinion? Like you really do? You wasted your motherfucking money because that just is just crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy price, man. Lake underscore soul writes five star easy. Love the episode with you and Ice T. The knowledge you dropped with by both of you was amazing. What's your relationship with other major Asian American celebrities? Would love to see you do an interview with like Eddie Huang, China Mac, Dumbfounded, Stupid Young. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I, I really can't call it. I mean, I know a lot of Asian celebrities or Asian American celebrities. Uh, me and Eddie have hung out a few times. You know, I know Eddie. You know, we cool. Uh, China Mac, I don't really know, dude. I fuck with his rap. You know, his everything. I just don't know, dude. Right. Um, Dumbfound is my boy from my hood. He's from Koreatown. Stupid Young. Got no idea who that is. Um, K10 23 writes, amazing podcast. Uh, Sub Ben, love the podcast. Helps my commute here to work in um, the Bay Area. Getting married in July and was wondering if you had any advice on juggling a relationship along with having two kids of our own. Also, you mentioned before you do a shout out for videos for like 150 bucks. Can you do one for our wedding video as a surprise for her? Ha ha. I'm going to be real with you, bro. And and I don't mean to be like negative or anything. I don't know if that wedding's going to happen in July, dog. I don't mean to sound negative or nothing. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. But yeah, this COVID-19 shit has really taken over. And you should check with your wedding planner and see if that's cool. Uh, again, man, I'm not here to tell you how to do this thing, but it, it's definitely something to think about. And I know you probably have already spent the money on it. Um, advice of uh, juggling the relationship, you know, I don't know what your situation is like. I don't know if you're the breadwinner. I don't know if you guys both work. Um, teamwork makes a dream work. You got two kids, not three, so you're not outnumbered. So you can kind of take one-on-one. It depends on what you do for a living. I don't really know. As far as a shout-out, man, man, you know, 150 bucks, man. That cameo thing really didn't work too much. I just, it wasn't worth it for me, right? And it just was tough. But if you want one, man, just hit up uh, benballerpod at gmail.com and uh, Jordan or Miles or one of them will direct you in the in the, in the thing and we'll make it work. Hi, right, bro. 
All right, man, congrats. Create 8, Create Rights, greatest podcast in the world. Hey, Ben, as an entrepreneur with diverse fields of business, how do you stay motivated when it gets hard? Simple, man, for real. Really, it's it's one direct thing. It's my kids. I, I got to do it for them. I want them to have a great life. Uh, you know, later on in life when they're older, I don't want them to be prepared for poverty or nothing, but I mean, I want them to understand that it, it exists and everything, but I want them to have a great life, period. Um, and then maybe it's going to be 10 times harder for them to provide for their kids. And it is what it is. But that's my main motivation, man. Other than that, you know, I lose motivation when I'm designing jewelry and other things. It's tough. You got to stay focused. You got to win. You got to lose. You got to win. Dom the Gray writes, great podcast. Have you heard Jay Electronica's album? And if so, what are your thoughts? Um, Jay Electronica hasn't put out a fucking album. People waiting for that album for what, eight years? Is it nine years? It's, is it fucking 10 years? I don't know how long it's been. I don't know how the fuck he's even survived. But the album is, man, man, it's not it's not what I thought it'd be. That's just the, the bottom line, man. And um, <laughs> I hate to say it, man, Joe Budden kind of got him there. You know what I mean? Jay-Z outshined him on his own album. I think people are, are fucking with it more for, for Jay-Z than, you know. But I mean, dude, man, that motherfucker had, man, he has such a crazy single that I still banged that bitch and the bars on it were crazy. I just, I don't know. I wasn't too crazy about it. In fact, I skipped over a lot of it. Groovy Al writes, Chef Roy Choi. Just finished watching the Chef Show on Netflix and saw that Chef Roy Choi is from L.A., Korean, and around your age. Had a feeling you know each other. Would love to hear him on the pod. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple times already, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's my dog. And uh, he's going through it right now because, you know, all the chefs are. You know, it's tough in the restaurant business right now. It's, it's no joke. Uh, BZ the Great writes, restoring and build my credit, question mark. Love the Behind the Baller podcast. Always tweet and been listening since day one. Thank you so much for answering my question about cookie money. I have another question for you. I'm a single dad working full-time job and a part-time job. What is the best way to restore and build my credit so I can invest in a home that I own instead of renting for my son and I? Because right now I am struggling going paycheck to paycheck. I used all my savings to fight for 50-50 custody for my son. Thank you for all your stories and advice. Um, listen, bro, you are fucking just amazing off top. Just the fact that you spent your savings to fight for custody for your son is fucking remarkable. And hopefully one day your son will take care of you. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking amazing. Um, there's a lot of credit people out there. Um, you know what? Email the podcast, uh, benballerpod at gmail, because I ain't about to give these motherfuckers a full shout out. They... They need to give me some motherfucking, some cash before I do that. But I do want to help you restore your credit and everything. And and uh, good luck to you and your son, man. Trevor Tron writes, weekend wrap up. Yo, Ben, coming for you from Tyler, Texas. I know you got VVS pens and BB did the strain. But did you plan on doing any concentrates? Diamonds, live resin, my respect from TX. You know, bro, I'm, I'm really on my exit plan on that type of shit. So yeah, no, live resin thing was just not my thing. It was a whole nother entity and a whole different thing it just wasn't really my thing but much love to uh tyler texas much love to trevor tron um Alleyman 27 writes ben major congrats on your podcast i share this on a daily basis how do i win the sanitizer with the sticker um it's not that you're gonna win uh the shit got pushed back and when it does come out listen Alleyman 27 listen when, when i put it out there i'll make sure you get one I'm gonna screenshot this shit. You know my name. Motherfucker, you be <laughs> you be writing a lot of questions, bro. It's all good though. I see you often post about postmates delivery. Is it really worth the service because it's convenient? You trust people not to mess with your food. You know, man, I got better faith in society, man. You know what I mean? Like people don't really know who the fuck they're delivering to. Again, you know what I'm saying? They don't see, they'll see a name, but they don't see like your full thing and everything. They don't know exactly who you are. Uh me personally, it's I got the money, you know, I'm paying for the convenience, you know. And it is convenient, you know, and I fuck with Postmates and I use it a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've never had an issue with food, right? So that's my honest answer. Jordy Hundreds writes, question for the pod. Hey, Ben, Jordy from Chicago. Been listening to your podcast for a minute now. Been ahead with the COVID. Thanks to you. I got all my water and supplies before the panic buyers. Thank you. Just got one question. When are you getting Ronnie Feig on the podcast, bro? Both your OGs in the game. Would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. I don't know, man. Um... I'll hit him up this week, though, and we'll see what's good. Appreciate you, bro. 
I praise Jesus, right? Super blessings. Hi, Ben. Thanks for always keeping 100 on your podcast. I love listening while I'm at work or home working on my puzzles, trying to stay safe and informed while indoors during this wild time. I'm a nurse in transfusion medicine, and this virus has been taking a huge toll on the blood banking industry. The FDA is desperately encouraging healthy people to come in and donate, given that hospitals still need blood products for sick cancer patients and for emergencies on a daily basis. But given that folks need to stay indoors right now and away from people makes the situation tough. There is a rumor going around, tweet, about blood donations being tested for COVID-19. I just want to say that is false. Blood centers do not test for it. Stay safe, Ben, you and your family. Hey, uh, I praise Jesus. Thank you very much. And yeah, um, I, from what I know, it's not blood. blood uh, you can't catch it through blood transfusion. So it's fucking weirdos. Scott, Ace Boogie, 5 Milli writes, 1,000% true player, Ben Baller. Respect, OG, long-time listener, first-time commenter. If you could only wear one piece of jewelry again for the rest of your life, what would it be? Watch, chain, etc. Damn, man. That's a tough one because I just kind of have half the earrings and the watch. You know, um, I would say the earrings, man, because of rocks, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just rock a, uh, an Apple Watch or a G-Shock or some shit like that. Uh, Gflow87 writes, love the pod. Day one listener from Compton, CA. I'm hooked. Took your advice this whole time on the virus issues and grabbing some food and water just to get ready for quarantine. Yo, can you drop some knowledge on what us, some of us who are being laid off, living paycheck to paycheck can do just to survive? Some jobs like my own are not just laying us off, but putting us on a zero hour schedule. And it's uh, been getting hard to keep up. We're not able to get unemployment because we're not officially laid off. Do you know any resources like phone numbers, anything we can get in contact with some help? Um, and anything you know that may help small business owners out here. Uh, I just want to make sure we keep our neighborhoods thriving during this time. I don't want to see people put out on the streets over this. Any info will help. Thank you. Tell you the truth, that's the first thing I've ever seen, that, that shit with the zero hours on a schedule so that they can't do unemployment. There has to be some fuck shit around it. That's some bullshit. That is some fucking trash. Um, first and foremost, man, shout out to the Hub City. And um, there is a thing called SBA. It's for small business owners. S as in Sam, B as in business, A as in ass. Uh, check that thing out. I don't know if you pay taxes. I'm sure you do. You got paychecks. So um, they're doing small business loans. Somehow, some way you can uh, get a loan and, and hopefully you, you get the credit. If anybody who's listening to this episode knows any solutions to this man's situation, um, please email the pod, benballerpod at gmail.com. Um, what do we got here? Uh, Luki or Luke Yeska. This is Luke Yeska, one Korean Thundercat. What's up, man? I've been a BBP listener since day one. Heard all your shit talking rants, rambling, and free game. Uh, you being passionate about COVID 19, and I appreciate how serious you've taken it. I do have a question, though. Would you have J. Cole jump on the pod? If so, what would you guys talk about? Uh, do you like his music? Let me know. You know what, man, it's really funny is, um, I don't know if I talked about it on here, man. You know, um, I might have, I might not have. When I met, I met J. Cole a long time ago with Wale at a club called My House, right? And this is when he was just starting out. He was on Rock Nation. I think he still might be Rock Nation management. I'm not sure. But, you know, I didn't really think too much about dude, whatever. And then he only ended up being the truth. And um, I don't really pay too deep attention to new rap and everything. But he's a talented dude. The motherfucker got some dope music here and there. And then he performed on my birthday and he treated me like I was some clown, man. It was a trip, man. He didn't he didn't know that like I was one of the dudes who hired him. And uh and a funny thing was crazy was I was like, bro, I was gonna sit there and be like, yo, I'm Ben Baller. Like he just uh treated me like a like a weirdo. And um his real manager hit me up to do something for um I forgot what the fuck his label's called. I forgot what the shit is, but um not Forest Tales. I forgot what the shit was. Anyways, man, it didn't work out. But you know what, man, I, I let it go. And uh, I was going to try to reach out to the manager and figure something out because he had hit me up. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> what would I talk about? I'd be like, yo, bro, you know what? I met you before and I'd bring up that situation. But I don't know, man. I would ask him what separates him from the rest and, and um, how he's dealing with shit and, and how would, uh, you know, how he picks, you know, venues to do, you know, shows at because he don't do a lot of shows and he does shows here and there. But, you know, I don't know. 
Um, all right, so the next question. J.S. King writes, God bless you. I've been listening for a while now, and you the man. Keep up the good work. God bless, and keep your family safe. Speak in the new, true no cap, 100, 100. Yo, J.S. King, thank you for that beautiful fucking review and not even asking for a question. That's love. Uh, 420 Steven writes, swanging in the rain. What's up, Ben? Lots and lots of love from Gainesville, Texas, and North Texas. My question is, how are you feeling when you're doing 190 in the freeway in the rain on your bike? Also, is there any kind of story leading up to that, or was it for the hell of it? That'd be a dope scene if you were to make a movie. My story is so crazy, dog. I should make a movie. Um, <laughs> he's doing that legal cartel shout out. Um, it was actually 160. We were on the 101, and there was a jackass doing wheelies in the rain, and he wanted to race me. And I was with this dude named Dizzy, crazy ass white boy. And yeah, man, when I was doing 160, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. When you're doing 160 miles per hour on a motorcycle or anything, just know you're passing a football field. Not the 100 yards, you're passing from goalpost to goalpost in one second. I felt like I was fucking floating and it was the stupidest fucking thing. Right now, thinking about it gives me a headache and makes me scared. And I won't fucking ever do that shit again. Um, Acro King 143 writes, Would you be interested in interviewing Johnny Kim? He's a Navy SEAL, graduated Harvard Medicinal School, and now he's an astronaut. You know, I heard about dude, man. He's dope. I mean, do you know the dude? If not, I mean, I'm not going to go pursue guy. But yeah, he seems like a fucking, like a, he's a unicorn for real. That's crazy. But if you know dude, then yeah, definitely. If not, then <laughs> I mean, I got no ties to dude. Um, Nicole J. Miller writes, Ben predicted the recession. Ben, I remember my gram would tell us about depression times when hobos would ride the, the rail cars and they'd make sandwiches for those that stopped in town. As someone who called the impeding recession early on, like I did, do you see this in our near future, especially with the unemployment rate getting so high? Um, I feel like a modern version is coming. Nicole from Pittsburgh. Uh, Nicole, I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit is here. <laughs> and very soon, it will be real fucking bad. How people will deal with, you know, um, being fully depleted and liquidating their assets and stuff. I, I don't know, man, but it is fucking here and it is real. Shit's scary as fuck. And God bless you. Love Dave writes, favorite podcast, can't miss an episode. Sub Ben, this is Dave from Philly. David Alanto, David Allen Toe. Okay. Uh, been following you since the NT days. Bought some joy when IF and Cole first their, opened their online store. Basically, OG follower. Having a mentor is important in the journey of success, and mentors come in all different forms, but that is not the only need to becoming successful. If you had to narrow the recipe of becoming successful, what are the three most important ingredients, quality, attributes, learnings to build the most successful person? Take care. Much love to the fam. Um, one, you got to have an open mind. You got to be smart, right? So overall genius is something, right? You got to be keen. You got to be smart. So all that, just your mind has to be open. It has to be smart. You'd have to be creative. All that, that's one thing. Boom, right? Number two, if it's not a mentor, you definitely got to be around successful people. You have to smell success. You have to see it. Even if it's from the motivation of a movie, if it's television, whatever the fuck it may be, I'm telling you this off the top of my dome piece. I've never, ever answered a question like this before. All right. Lastly, you have to experience some sort of failure. It'll build your character up and make you come back 10 times harder if you do come back. You have to experience that failure. You have to take that L and be like, damn. What the fuck went wrong and examine it and fucking make sure you don't do that shit again. Those are the three things. And thank you for being an OG follower, homie. Psy Motors CD19 messaging update writes, uh, Ben, love the podcast, love the stories. Recognizing that we are just the beginning of the CD pandemic, I think the public needs to hear a few steps on how to protect themselves while taking care of a loved one. If a close family member, a child or grandmother extracts, um, contracts, CD19, people need to have a plan and some knowledge of how to treat them at the same time, protecting themselves. Please use your reach and spread this message in addition to current self-distancing and hand-washing messages. It seems like a broken record, but necessary. People cannot relax around this pandemic. Stay positive, stay real. Wes M. Um, Wes, bro, listen, man. People should definitely know if you got an old grandmother and she gets it, um, I'm going to be real with you. That means you're going to get it. So at that point, you'd have to call 911 because, you know, infect other people. Because I don't know how they're coming to the house with 911, you know, with the ambulance. I should have asked Rich, my boy who has it. But 
you know, you can infect a lot of people without knowing it. That's why people are, you know, the hospitals are getting really upset if you don't tell them, hey, you have been in Asia, you've been exposed to somebody who had COVID. Um, if you got a close family, a child, especially a child under 18, you'd have to accompany your child. You know, that's the situation. But again, you know, um, I'm hearing some things uh, and I'm glad that this I could share this, but, you know, they say, you know, you know, be careful. There's doorknobs. It stays on cardboard. It stays this. The most dangerous part of it is in the air when someone coughs, sneezes, or is breathing on you. That is the most important. That is the most important factor is to stay the fuck away from somebody that you don't know if you're not wearing a mask. In fact, don't even fucking talk to anybody until this fucking thing gets a vaccine. Um, of course, wash your hands because you may touch something and touch your face and everything else. But it's not for that so much. It's shaking someone's hand. That's where the strong part is because that's where the strongest part is. Contact, contact. But uh, yeah, Wes, man, love for being so concerned. The last question is from Jesse Singh, 21, Cronus virus, 21-year-old. Hey, Ben, big fan since I was a little kid and first heard of you. I'm a 21-year-old college student, manager of family business, infected with coronavirus. Would love to give you a scoop on how it's affecting someone my age. Much love and stay safe. Yo, Jesse, man, real shit. Immediately when you hear this, you know, immediately, as soon as you hear this, please DM the Ben Baller pod page, right? The, you know, the Ben Baller Instagram page. You could uh, add me to the chat, do separate messages, and uh, we want to get you on here for sure. And that is all the questions for this weekend wrap up. Can I get a little Lakey Lake? Do, do we got some Lakey Lake available? Yeah, okay. There we go. We'll be right back. So we're back. Um, so I got Google Alerts, right? And I see when people mention my name. Um, shout out to ASAP Rocky for that. He put me on game about the, the Google Alerts, right? And I see some real idiots capping all day long. And what's funny is unsuccessful people gather together and create unsuccessful crews and then try to hate on me, right? I got dudes who've been in the hood too long and they're not like soldiers. They're not real Gs. They're not, they ain't even wolves, right? They just exist in the hood. And this one clown said, man, fuck Ben Baller. He owes me $2,500. And when I see him, I'm going to slap the shit out of him. And then this other fucking loser said, bring me with you when you go see him. Like, look, doc, I, I don't know nobody no more fucking money. All right. But what I can tell you is I got a bullet for both you dummies. All right. And don't fuck around and test the washed Lord. All right. Because all your homies will be making T-shirts that say we miss you on them. All right. Um, some motherfucking dork said, I can't stand Ben Baller, man can't stand that guy. I don't care how much money he got. He'll always be corny to me. This dude looks like E.T., like a black E.T., no joke, right? And he, this dude literally looks like E.T. He even got the red hoodie to match, right? And just from like browsing his fucking, his uh, Twitter page and Instagram, this dude plays video games and he's not even good at it, right? Just looks like a straight loser. And that's his life. Just video games, not really good at it. Looks like he's in his early 20s, whatever. And if he was good, or doing something that was progressive with his life, then, you know, okay. But listen, bro, shut the fuck up during this quarantine, all right? This ain't the time to worry about someone who's doing better than you, okay? And then his boy said, oh, I hate seeing him on people's pages commenting and shit, man. He's so fucking corny. The funny thing is, like, if you had famous friends who looked at you as an equal and troll your page too, you, you'd probably do the same thing. In fact, you, you'd do it even way worse, all right? Don't let this fame shit gas you guys, okay? I don't ever comment on people's pages that I don't personally know, all right? Or who don't follow me. I will never go on someone like NBA Young Boy's page and say something slick. And you know what? NBA Young Boy's messaged me like several times about jewelry, Okay. 90% of the time when I leave a comment, even if it's a troll comment, whatever, on a big person's page, 
they either like the comment or reply back. Um, even the fucking shade room, what I fucking make my, it's, I leave a comment. Listen, the shade room follows me. Stop with the shit. This the stupid, silly shit. All right. Stop bringing up money. None of you motherfuckers live the life I live. You didn't break down. You know what I'm saying? You didn't break down adversity like I did, you know, and a lot of people have done it. I'm just telling you, you didn't. All right. You didn't fucking live my life. Fuck out of here, man. Um, my boy, Daniel Arsham. He uh, he came on my IG live a couple days ago, and uh, he said some dope shit. But he also said he's like, "Listen, man, you need to talk more about art to your listeners and take their minds off what's going on." And let me tell you something: I can't agree with him. I fully disagree with dude. All right, this ain't the time to do TikTok dances and push-up challenges. All right, I'd rather spread awareness and prep more people to brace themselves. And if more people were woke. I'd be more laxed about this shit. But it's really scary how many people are going to regret they didn't take this coronavirus serious. Okay? I got people in the last 48 hours who've been DMing me, messaging me to apologize and say, yo, you're right about the virus. It's serious. I didn't think it was that big. And it's like, yo, man, you're a grown-ass woman. You're a grown-ass dude. Like, what the fuck you think? Like, motherfucking countries are shut down. Like, people are fucking dying, you know? It's like 40,000 deaths, like what the fuck, and, and millions, I mean, not millions, I'm sorry. In the hundred thousands, you include China without the bullshit, right? And I know in the last two episodes, I said that you can call me Mr. I fucking told you so. But man, that ain't what I want to be. Man, listen, I don't want to tell you so. I, I want people to do better. Be safe. Be smart. Our so-called leader, okay? a.k.a. Dick Stain Donald Trump. He told people not to worry at all in February, all right? And then he did the fucking flip the switch challenge and said, uh, oh, man, it's actually a pandemic. And it was already too late. And, you know, that alone fucked up many millions of people's minds, you know? They thought it wasn't that fucking serious because Donald Trump said something about it not being serious. Now that he's trying to be, like, serious about it and be like, oh, we're attacking it, we're doing a really good job, it's confusing Americans, right, in the world. And that's fucked up. And listen, I've avoided this topic for weeks now, okay? I won't speak on Dick Stain saying the COVID-19 virus is the Chinese virus because I know why he's saying it, all right? There's been a hashtag that's been trending for days. It's, it's China lied and people died, right? And okay, I get it, okay? He says that he's a dear friend of President Xi in China, but yet he talks like crazy shit about China, right? And he says the virus comes from China, and technically, yeah, it did, right? Now, I'm going to get into the whole fucking Spanish flu and it came in America and blah, blah, whatever. But he doesn't want to allow the Chinese fucking narrative bullshit that they're saying that it came and derived from America and it came from the Harvard professor and all that bullshit, right? And I get it. He, he doesn't want them to try to blame Americans, okay, for this virus. That's why he's calling it the Chinese virus, all right? But the shit is hurtful, right? To me, I don't give a fuck. But, to, but what's going on with the people right now, you know, there is a name for it, and the virus is called COVID-19. All right, with all that said, there are Asians all over the country being attacked and beaten up. I'm seeing people with stitches, people getting cut up real fucking bad in Costco on the streets. Some fucking Asian dude got sucker punched by six black guys. And I'm just like, come on, man, really? This is, this is fucking crazy. And I didn't want to address this shit, you know? These people are beating up other people, taking out their frustrations, thinking it's going to help, and it's not. And it's just going to, like, put your ass in jail. Go, you're, you're gonna be in, you want to be in jail right now? And get the corona in jail? <laughs> so these people are parents. You know, they, they provide for their kids. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And they think that all Asians look alike and are responsible for the coronavirus? Look, man, I'm not about to separate the races, right, between Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, all that shit. It's just too much. But this ain't cool at all. And soon you're going to find some Charlie Bronson type motherfuckers. It's going to be some Charles Bronson types they're going to go out and act like vigilantes and they're going to hurt these motherfuckers. They're going to retaliate, all right, because enough is enough. And then later, what are they going to do? Blame Asians? Look, Asian people are violent. No, fuck all that bullshit. We're being attacked, okay? Some dumbass F-grade model chick made a super racist post on her story saying fuck all chinks and that they bats and animals, all sorts of shit, and said they look alike and said a bunch of other racist shit. And um, I called her out. I put that bitch on blast. 
And in a short amount of time, she lost her sponsors. She had like a title sponsor on her page and they even met, tagged me and were like, oh, in the light of everything that's been going on, we've dropped her. She's no longer um, represented by us. She's no longer a brand ambassador, where the fuck it may be. But people went hard at her, all right, as they should. And uh, I don't fight fire with, with water. I fight fire with piss, all right? That bitch was so thirsty. I gave her some hot urine to drink, all right? And then she later said, like an hour, two hours later, she said, oh, my page was hacked. I haven't had my phone in about a week because her most recent post was from a week ago. It doesn't fucking matter. The bitch had stories up and everything else and all kinds of people were following her saying the shit. And um, she fucking lied, period. She was worried about losing more jobs and everything else. And she should have thought about that before she said the stupid ass shit, okay? And then she called girls chinks in her comments. She sent voice notes via DM calling these Chinese more girls chinks and other racist shit. So she's, the bitch is done. The bitch is, is toast, right? And um, she, the bitch is dumb as a flat tire, okay? She can't spell for shit. It's crazy because she's from the UK, right? English people spell the English vocabulary the same as we do, okay? This bitch really is sad. She couldn't spell right. She's like, I didn't write those things. And she put R-I-G-H-T. My God. Oh, Lord. I mean, this girl was just lying and just like saying shit. Then she'd go back and put fuck you chinks and have the, the LOL emoji. Like, look, she's going to keep getting called out. Her, her photographer blocked me that took the most recent pic of her. And I didn't even come for dude, but he must have had, he must have felt the heat and people must have been going crazy because the owner of um the uh, the brand that she was endorsed by, she said she was getting death threats and everything else. So I can't imagine, right? But this stupid ass bitch, her name is Chan. She goes by, she calls herself Chan. It's a fucking Chinese derived name. Like, look, she's going to realize once all this hate, you know, I mean, all the hate that is coming out to her, her way, right? She's going to regret being so goddamn dumb, right? These times right now have brought out some of the craziest people and, and I'm blaming on Trump because I've never seen so much racism since the 80s. And uh, it was quiet then, right? There was no social media. See, and now I, I blame Trump for a lot of it. He's, he's definitely responsible for a lot of separation in our country right now. But all these idiots coming out of the woodworks and from all over the fucking place, especially all places, London, really? And, th- and this bitch is brown? Like, come on, man. But anyways, all that crazy-ass behavior and you mix that with what's going to happen to the economy and we're going to get to the primate stages. We're going to get to like prehistoric times like before paper money existed, for real. This is not a reset that's about to happen to our economy. This is going to be a turnoff and the battery don't work situation, all right? Enough about that. But um, everyone on uh, Instagram seems like they've been going on their IG Live lately. Um, a lot of celebrities, uh, Bieber's been on fucking several times a day. A lot of people, I mean, they got nothing else to do, right? They locked in their houses. And of course, we're all stuck inside, so what else the fuck are we going to do, right? Um, ASAP Ferg went on live yesterday and I jumped on his live we talked we had a good chat and we uh, we were just shooting the breeze man we were just talking shit and uh, a bunch of cool ass people got on my live and um, listen I want, I want you guys to know that at least once a day I'll jump on to interact with you guys on my Instagram live obviously I appreciate you guys like a motherfucker uh, Ferg said he wants to get on the podcast and uh, it's crazy he said that his um he said on his Instagram live, he's like, yo, I didn't even know you had a podcast like that, man. My Uber driver told me that your shit be lit. So um, that's dope. So I'm going to get Ferg on soon. And I got to figure out the rest of the schedule with people if they're down to do these phone interviews. And uh, uh, this week's guest will be Lauren Tsai, uh, model, actress, and dope-ass artist. We've been talking about this for a while. And I've been talking to her. And she's, she's ready to get into a lot of different topics and tell you guys what she's all about. Like I said, I'm going to take advantage of taking, you know, doing these phone interviews while we can't see people. Um, and fuck it, the show must go on. And uh, as you can see, you know, most people obviously know that I love sugar, right? But when it comes to this podcast, I'm not giving you guys no sugar these days, all right? We're going to drink this coffee straight black, all right? And listen. In the words of my boy, Jonas Bavakwa, rest in peace, love always wins. And I love you guys, for real. And I'll see you guys back on Thursday 
same bad time, same bad channel. Okay? And yo, now more than ever, remember, this is not your practice life. All right? Shout out to the Dust Brothers for the insane production. The reason why this podcast is so crispy and in stereo sound is because of them. That's Jordan Winters. Well, Jordan Winters, sorry. And Miles Davis. Yes, Miles Davis is his real name. Uh, shout out to my bro, Illegal Cartel, for the theme song. And of course, last but not least, the keyboard genius. Shout out to my doggy dog, Lakey Lake. Yo, Lakey, take us home, bro. Peace. Peace.